0: This episode is sponsored by SimonOnSecurity.ch. SimonOnSecurity is a cybersecurity news on automation blog. Simon provides keen insights into the day to day tasks of system administrator and cybersecurity analyst. Check out SimonOnSecurity.ch for information on the latest in cybersecurity automation and more. Hello, Taylor. Hello, Jovin. Welcome to In the Dark Podcast. Hello, how you doing?
1: Appreciate you having us on.
0: No problem, no problem. So let's start off with uh getting to know you guys. Hold, Could on, you hold on, hold tell on. Tell
2: us uh, Wait, can you hear me? Is it recording me? Yeah. 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 Oh, we can record. hear you. <laughs> well no, there's no my my I guess it ain't showing the line for my talking. So I didn't know if it was working. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is our first time on uh, Zencaster, so it's all yeah. good.
2: It's all good. No problem.
1: Uh, Javon, if you want to go first, man, go ahead. And, uh,
2: uh, yeah, so. um, I'm Javon. Uh, met Alvin through school Discord group. Um, I have. We just started our podcast. I've been into computers for my whole life. I'm into anime, music, comics, craft beer, which is all incorporated in our podcast. Um, that's me yeah. in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm Taylor and uh, currently um, in the Army. So I, I move around a lot and I've met a lot of interesting people. Um, very big into pop culture, whether it be from anime, um manga not so much manga but like um video games and like new technology computer stuff new movies tv shows you name it um same thing with sports i'm very big into sports as well um when you know being in the in the service and having to move around a lot um Mm -hmm. sports really brings people together is one of those things and then pop culture too so you know hey did you see that last you know episode of whatever disney plus put out that kind of thing so Mm -hmm that's that's kind of where i'm at
3: cool.
2: Yeah, uh, cool taylor taylor talking about him moving around that's actually how we met we met probably about three years ago and um oh, cool. just became really good friends over all of that he describes so not so much sports i'm not so much into sports but um <laughs> I'm, I'm like him pop culture i'm more into the anime manga scene than he mm-hmm. is um but equally video games New movies, like mm-hmm. we'll we'll text each other and be like, "Hey, did you watch the new episode of Loki?" And I'm like, "Either I haven't watched it, or he hasn't watched it yet. One of us hasn't watched it." But um, <laughs> we've bonded over that. We've bonded over, like I said, craft beer. Um, but yeah, it's been a mm-hmm. like I said about what'd you say about three years ago, Taylor? Yeah, about, about three years. Ago. Yeah, cool. cool. I, yeah, three almost four years because it was shortly after me and my wife got together so yeah
0: cool Uh, yeah have you guys uh hung out in person after that oh yeah
2: yeah. all the time all the time we live about 45 minutes apart so we meet up all the time
0: oh that's awesome (laughs) yeah cool cool so yeah my name is alvin um in the dark has been uh it's been on for about a year now. Started last summer.
3: Okay. Uh, my
0: ep- episodes haven't been uh, as consistent as I wanted it to be due to a lot of factors uh, getting in the way, but it feels good to get back on air, air again.
2: Yeah, we have a We have a lot of fun with it. We, we actually meet up in person and record. So it's like what you hear is genuine Mm -hmm. banter between us. It's not like we don't script anything. It's all just natural flow. Yeah.
0: That's how good podcasts
1: come about. Right. So we've actually kicked around this, this idea for what, maybe a year, Mm -hmm. um, maybe even longer. And finally, like we were just like, let's do this. Like, let's, let's just mm-hmm. go ahead and do this. Let's, you know, I think we got a pretty good plan together. Javon did most of the planning um, <laughs> and he was just like, let's just do this. Let's, let's just start this podcast and see where it'll go from here. And I like, I like podcast cause I, I'm really big into podcasts as well. And mm-hmm. I prefer podcasts that are not, you know, scripted. It's very like banter back and forth. And I feel mm-hmm. like when me and Javon, Uh, do our podcast it's very genuine because we both are very passionate about the subjects that we're talking Mm -hmm. about so i think once we get this uh, it's pretty much off the ground now but once we get into the you know the the atmosphere the high atmosphere of of podcasting like Mm -hmm. i think we can honestly do pretty well for ourselves that's awesome
2: yeah um he was overseas in korea when we first started talking about it and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there one day and I was like, we were talking. And I was like, dude, we could start a podcast. And it just developed from there. Um, I had a buddy. He was in California with mm-hmm. some friends and he guest spotted on a podcast out there with the girl that he met out there. And I was like, hey, nice. man, could, could you link me up with this girl? Cause me and Taylor are talking about starting a podcast and we just don't know where to start. So mm-hmm. uh, he linked me up with her and we, emailed back a little bit and she gave us like a pretty much a handbook on what to do. Equipment you need, programs to start mm-hmm. and all that. And when Taylor got back, I was like, dude, we can do this. Let's do it. So when he got back stateside, uh we just started, we got the equipment and one afternoon we recorded like three episodes.
1: It's <laughs> awesome. That's it. If you if you listen to every third episode Usually, you can hear either myself or Javon kind of kind of get a little uh, little slosh because we'll be drinking <laughs> two or three beers. So, like, usually we'll do like three three episodes a day, about thirty to forty minutes, and then mm-hmm. it's like very sequential. So, the third episode, we're pretty much like teetering on being buzzed. And I, I messaged him the the other night actually. And I said, you know what we should do is just do an episode where we get completely drunk and just call it that one episode where they're drunk. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a totally awesome episode.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it'll probably be about, we'll have to record probably about four or five episodes, but so by that fifth or sixth one, we'll be, we'll be good for that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like i got the idea from drunk history just watching it the other night and i was just like i was like they get drunk and tell history stories and i was like why don't can't, why can't we just get drunk and and just banter on about random subjects in pop culture like i just it was just like one thing i just want to do before mm-hmm. like this podcast just falls apart on us <laughs>
0: well, that's awesome so that was yeah, just your main uh, motivation factor for starting your pot, huh, Cat?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know if you know much about craft beer or not, but um, it's limitless pretty much. Like we talked about in our mm-hmm. first episode, mm-hmm. like there's so many varieties off of one thing. You right? can get like a lager, but there's if you go to one place, they could have three, four, five different types of lager. And, um, we follow it. I mean, where I, where I live about five minutes down the road, they opened up a new brewery. So Mm
3: -hmm.
2: we go there. Um, there's another one about 30 minutes. They're they're popping up left and right. And Mm -hmm. like Taylor said, when we get together, we just get to talking and we're passionate. And so our motivation was like, well, we both love craft beer we know mm-hmm. a lot of other people love craft beer. So why not start mm-hmm. with that and then go into the other things that we find interesting, you know, mm-hmm. and eventually we'll, uh, segue into having different guests and stuff. I mean, probably mm-hmm. maybe the next time we record, we have a friend, um, he's like, you guys got any sponsors? And we're like, no, nah, not really. We ain't made it that far yet. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He was like, well, I'll sponsor you guys, um, buy you guys some beer for what do you guys need? And we're like, you can just buy us beer and we'll talk about it and give you a shout out. But um, mm-hmm. he's really big into a thing called the Highland Games. I don't know much about okay. it. I don't, Taylor, do you know much about them other than the I, fact that they throw hay bales?
1: <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like tradition about um, people with like Scottish heritage. Mm -hmm. and they take a lot of ancient scottish i don't know how ancient but a lot of uh ancient scottish games like throwing hay bales or launching giant telephone poles over like a a set height um, height and it's just a bunch of people that get together and you know, they wear kilts and they throw mm-hmm. things and it's just like, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, this is cool to watch, but I don't know if I could lift that hay bale or throw that
2: keg or something. Yeah. I, I know I couldn't, I'm definitely not in shape for that,
0: but um, yeah, I don't think any, any of us <laughs> are.
2: <laughs> so, uh, but I told him when he offered a sponsor, I was like, dude, we'll get you on there. Cause he's got, he participates and he travels for it. Like mm-hmm. I know he did one a couple of months ago. He traveled like, six hours to get to. So um, we told him there's one coming up about an hour away. And I told him, I said, man, you, you get on the podcast and we can talk about the Highland Games, man. You can fill us in on it and we can just talk about other mm-hmm. stuff. And he was down for it. So we'll have him probably in the next few episodes. I think that Highland Games is in end of July, sometime mm-hmm. in August. So we'll have him on before then. That way he can talk about it and pump it up and stuff like that.
1: It sounds cool. So we we also like I think in one of our episodes we talked about you know being a nerd and it doesn't have to necessarily be pop culture. It's mm-hmm. it could be you could literally be a nerd about anything cars right. sports uh, the Highland Games um, you know history mm-hmm. whatever whatever like you are passionate about you can be labeled a nerd and then right. we kind of we kind of dug into what the stigmatism is. Or the, the stigma, not stigmatism, stigma of what a nerd is from, mm-hmm. you know, back in like the, the 80s or 90s to what it is today. Like now it's a status mm-hmm. symbol to be to be called a nerd. Yeah. So like that's one of the reasons why we want to have our buddy on and talk about the Highland Games because he's so passionate about that. Like he's always messaging us like, hey, are you guys coming? Do you want to do you want to come down there? Like I got Scottish uh well, he's got scotch for you i got scotch for you you know yeah stuff. <laughs> like just come down and hang out and watch and we're like yeah you know let's let's do it uh,
2: but yeah oh, like man. you said on the episode about the i think i think it might have been the third one i can't remember exactly which episode it was but we already talked about being a nerd like i remember like you said it used to be a stigma you go out and if you had glasses or if you had a comic book or you got called a nerd and it wasn't cool, Mm -hmm. but now like people go out and buy glasses with no lenses or no prescription just to have glasses. And it's like, where were you at when I was getting bullied? So, so in the nineties for having (laughs) glasses. So, and that's, that's pretty much where the, the name for our podcast came from. Like, brew nerds we we love brew and essentially we're what nerds are at its core right. <laughs> so we it just kind of stuck yeah
0: oh, that's awesome that's a great back story
1: so like if you think about it though if like all the podcasts that talk about pop culture it's mm-hmm. it's like more famous people like um um uh what oh god i can't remember his name um from the Javon, help me out, man. Uh, <laughs> <want> Joe Rogan? <laughs> no, not Joe Rogan. I'm talking about uh, Smith.
2: Um, oh, Kevin Smith.
1: Kevin Smith. You know, he's been around. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love hearing Kevin Smith talk about it. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's such a big name. But when it comes down to like the little man, like people who don't know about, you know, you can talk with your friends around the dinner table, you mm-hmm. know, drinking a couple of beers, but like it doesn't go anywhere.
3: Right. So
1: like, I think. I think we got a good niche going on that it's people who know us and then people who are, you know, into both things. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody, it's not like a famous name. So I, I, you know, I think it's, I think that's where we can draw in more listeners.
3: Mm hmm.
2: Definitely. Cause like, I, um, right before I got on here, I was on Facebook and I'm in a, <laughs> uh, Gundam model gunplay for uh-huh. people that know group and the dude he actually had posted a picture of a kit that he was working on with a craft beer in it from there from Tampa the brewery is and I was uh-huh. like that was cool because I didn't know I hadn't seen anybody else on that group do that so I commented on I was like dude that's I said, that kid's cool, but that beer, and I poked that little gif of the baby that's like, yes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, I love craft beer, and he sent me his uh, Instagram, and I was like, well, I love craft beer and all that stuff, and me and my buddy actually started a podcast about it, and potentially, we have another listener now, just off of the craft beer side of it, you know?
0: awesome. Awesome. You guys should totally uh invite him to your your podcast as, as a guest guest speaker. Oh
2: yeah, I mean if I if I talk to the dude and we link up, yeah, definitely cuz I mean, I've I've been in anime since I was I don't know. I'm I'm 33 born now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much like even before <laughs> I knew I was into anime, I was watching stuff that was anime, but like knowledgeably right, yeah. knowing about it anywhere from Mm -hmm. 10 to 12 probably and Mm -hmm. um so i've been into gundam back when toonami was on in the afternoons and gundam wing came out but i've just recently found a new love for it again and i started building gundam models so that's pretty cool um yeah i want to get into the custom part of it like where the airbrushing and all that but i'm i'm a long way from that
0: (laughs) oh yeah Done the building takes quite a long
1: time. Like it, it's like uh, like almost half a day for like a really good master grade one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: and that's if you can with, sit down and just do it. But yeah, like, try not get th- mad at it, not get mad at it, and not try to like, I I'm kind of meticulous about it. I'm like, I don't want to leave any what they call stress marks or anything like that because I'm not painting it right now. So I'm like. <laughs> really easy with it and i'm like clipping each little piece just fine and so like i was doing a master grade the other night and i literally spent like 45 minutes just making one leg
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe that maybe that's why the, the the guy you talked into was drinking a craft beer right
2: uh, yeah probably it, it definitely <laughs> chills you out
1: <laughs> like uh so with the craft beer Um, so I live in lower Alabama and Javon lives on the other side of the state line in Florida and Mm Florida is more friendly when it comes to, um, beer, Mm -hmm. uh, just actually alcohol in general. And then Northern Alabama Alabama
2: has Alabama overall has stricter liquor and beer laws than really any of the States that are down here.
1: And like they have a, uh, they have the ABC and and they control the distribution around the entire state. Um, mm. But like once you get into like northern Alabama, the whole atmosphere changes. They're more progressive than down here. So finding craft beer is at, at well a long ago about three or four years ago it was a lot harder to find craft beer. Like the local brewery is called Folklore, and that was about the only thing you can find. And then um, I guess because it's so popular and there's such a demand for it that the ABC is starting to distribute it more, but it's still not a lot. So um, once you get most into like of the
2: stuff, most oh, Sorry to cut you off. But most of the stuff that Alabama distributes is from Alabama breweries. You'll get some from other states, but they're more mm-hmm. mainstream craft beer places, not local places that haven't been mm-hmm. able to get into the distributing game.
1: Yeah, and they're very picky about who they let into the, sh- the distribution game. So about two years ago, a craft beer house opened up in town here. And since then, like, it's it's been super popular with, the, like, the entire population, especially the military population in this town. And it's a great place to go hang out. And um, they always have a rotating tap. And everything on the shelf is – you can find different ones. You can also find your favorites. And um, I think, like – it's just a, a, a pipeline like it just uh, a good shot in the arm for this area because it brings a lot of people out and they're getting very involved in like the community which is good so they're very open with that and like the owner is super super chill and um, it's just really amazing and, and helps out with like all the beer it gets what she can um, from the distributor you know does what she could does what she can mm-hmm. so definitely shout out to six style house yeah
2: um and like we were talking like i was saying you can travel for this because like there's another growler house see where i live at i'm in the Mm -hmm. what they call the tri-state area alabama is literally like two minutes from my house and then georgia is probably 20 to 30 minutes east and i'll be in georgia um but we me and my wife took a little birthday trip uh About a week ago, um, Mm -hmm. to up to Columbus, Georgia, and they had another craft beer marketplace, growler house type deal. And Mm -hmm. I was talking to the guy there, and he's like, "It's crazy that I can go across the bridge and have a totally different selection because Columbus is on the state line, and only thing that separates them from Phoenix City is a river." So he can go across the bridge and have a completely different selection of what he'll have in Columbus because of Alabama's distribution laws and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. you can you can definitely travel and like when when I go far places, I always I tell my wife, I'm like, this craft beer place is here. I wanna I wanna check it out while we're there. So (laughs) it's it's all it's a cool experience because you go to different places and like I said it's complete it's a completely different menu. It might be a lager or an ale or a stout, but it's going to be completely mm-hmm. different from what you're used to.
1: Like, that's the best thing about it too. Like the thing that'll get you is the, um, it's like the can art is like the best part about that. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, you, you find what you like and then you go from there. And then since you don't know, like if you know the brewery, you know what you're getting into, but if you're mm-hmm. looking for something new, like it's the can art that gets you. And it's you'd be surprised like the amount of time and effort that goes into can art. Like it's it's like a Monet or like a Rembrandt or something like that. That's mm-hmm. how intricate some of these can arts are. And then there's one, I think it's um Ducaw out of Baltimore, that they just have one that's just white like a white can and it just says regular beer on it and that caught my attention because it was very different very out of the ordinary i was like i gotta try it (laughs) so like it's it's amazing with what these breweries can accomplish even the small time people like are just like who who is painting your cans or like doing these designs for your cans because these things are awesome and it's Mm -hmm. it's getting people to buy it i I mean that's what you got to do it's it's more advertisement than anything and it's crazy marketing right oh it's supermarketing. they don't even have to market all they have to do is just get their beer into a distribution and put it on the shelves and just have a can that just catches your eye right and then people are like oh well this thing is awesome like i think javon showed me one last two weekends ago last weekend that had um what was a little ewoks on it or something or unicorns That's or something. Awesome.
2: And I was like, oh, I gotta try it. Or it was Bowser's. It was Bowser's. It was Bowser's. We didn't drink that one. We drank a different one. It did have unicorns on it. But yeah, <laughs> I was telling him about one. It was like a Louis Vuitton print, but where the L V would be at, it was a picture of Bowser.
1: <laughs> uh, I gotta check that out. Like yeah. it's that's what that's what really drew me to the craft beer um I guess world is I guess you would call it. It's just there's an unlimited It's just the only thing that limits you is your imagination. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So, and as a, like, as a consumer, like I can, there no brew, no two breweries are the same. They may have the same style of beer, but they're never the same. So like, like in Huntsville, I usually go for work. There's four, five breweries, like stones throw from each other Mm -hmm. and they all can have the same style, but they're not the same. Like even like the names, the, you know, the atmosphere of the actual brewery itself, but it's the, it's what, how they brew it. And then it's just, you know, like an IPA is not going to be the same IPA anywhere, which is great. And I love that because if you drink a Bud Light, you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You drink a Bud Light from California it's going to taste the same as it does in Georgia. Where if you have an IPA in Oregon, it's not going to taste the same as the same IPA style in like Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really the like really draws me into it. I get really passionate about craft beer because of that. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I I totally agree. Like as far as like when when you see that can, you pick it up and you're like, I wonder what this is, most of them will have a description and you read that little description, you're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. that's that sounds pretty good. Or you're gonna read the description and be like, Oh, I don't know. But I'll try it. Just because you have it in your hand, you know? And you you go, like you say, you go from California to Michigan, to Florida, to New Mexico, you're going to find different stuff in every place. It's, it's mm-hmm. not going to be the same. It might be the same style, but it's definitely not going to be the same. Cause I mean, I don't know anybody in this area that's brewing, but in the, the craft beer we were talking about with Bowser on the can is a slushy mm-hmm. style sour ale. So it's, sick almost like a stout but it's not a stout it's fruity like a sour ale Mm -hmm. and taylor doesn't like sour ales but he loves this because it wasn't as tart as a normal sour ale and it's from Mm -hmm. a brewery i mean they're known for it. it's a 450 north out of indiana um Mm -hmm. like i said i haven't seen anybody around here doing it i know sours are a big thing right now they're they're really popular So a lot of people are doing sours and you have to differentiate yourself for that. Like the guy that had the Gundam picture with the sour, it was one called Riot Juice. And it's out of Tampa Mm -hmm. from a brewery called Hidden Springs. And primarily Mm -hmm. that's what they do is small small batch sours. And they're crazy. Like I had one from them called uh, Humble Pie and it tasted like I was drinking a pie. It was good. Um, but yeah, you you got so much variety. Um, there's one that I was drinking the other day that Taylor drank before I did. It's called Unicorn Farts, and it's a sour ale, but it's brewed with <laughs> fruity pebbles and has edible glitter in it. So, I mean, it's crazy the stuff that these guys think of. And like Taylor said, your imagination is the only thing that can stop you when it comes to craft yeah. beer.
1: Like, uh, there's a a beer that I read about the other day that I really want to try. I got to find the article again. But they were using Krispy Kreme donuts. That sounds good. Right. And I'm not big on on Krispy Kreme donuts, but if you mix it with beer, I'm like, "Eh, you know, I I think I I will try that. (laughs) (laughs) And it like this like the amount of stuff people will mix too they'll use Mm -hmm. you know donuts and cereal and uh rice like you'd be surprised candy Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like it's it's just it's amazing what people can come up with and then like their product is great and then a lot of the brewers you go to like have a tap room and the atmosphere is is very um very relaxed it's very um Comfortable, you know. Th- usually, the the people working behind the bar, the tap room, um, are very uh, warm and inviting, and you feel like you feel very welcome there. And yeah, like, mean, you
2: can you can come in and be like, "What what would you recommend?" Or like, "This is what I drink. What do you got mm-hmm. close to that?" And they're super cool about it. They'll be like, "Oh, well, we have this that's kind of like that, or this that's kind of like that," mm-hmm. and. Like Taylor said, they're they're warm and inviting, and it's it's almost like you're part of the cr- the crew there, even if you've never been there. Sorry, Taylor, awesome. didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> like like I
1: haven't been in any any uh, brewery or, or tap room or anything like that that I've been just disappointed in like the atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, and then each each tap room brewery is different from the next, just like their mm-hmm. beer. They're just, you know, like one, one place I like to go to in Huntsville is in an old, uh, middle school and their tap room is like in, in front of the gym. And then where they actually brew is in the gym itself. And, um, and it's in an old, it's like, it's in an old school and they have a, uh, speakeasy down the hall where you just slide the lockers back. And mm-hmm. it's like a whole different room. And then, Behind that is another place that has a um, a uh, brick oven pizza restaurant inside of it. So it's just like even like the small place, there's a small place even right behind that where it's just a bar and maybe five or eight tables plus an outside place that serves beer
3: mm-hmm.
1: ca- called the Salty Nut. And, it, you know, that even that was a, an enjoyable place because it wasn't it wasn't a too crowded it wasn't too loud um, the guy behind the bar was like you know if you like that then you'll like this uh, if you don't like that then I wouldn't recommend this and it's just like oh, okay you know super knowledgeable super friendly mm-hmm. and I like like I said I haven't been anywhere that I've been so disappointed in like atmosphere people mm-hmm. like it, it's just they hire the, the good people at these places which is rare for a lot of businesses
2: Right. Yeah. And like you said, when you go to these places, their atmosphere is different. Like some places, a lot of them will have live music on like a Friday, Saturday night. A lot of breweries that they have a tap room, they're usually only open from like Thursday to Sunday with a tap room. Unless they're, excuse me, pretty big, then they might be all week. But a lot of them on average are like Thursday to Sunday and Friday, Saturday night. A lot of them will have live music or some kind of something going on. A lot of them have trivia nights. Um, the local one here. Food they trucks. Have a different Yeah. I was going to say the local one here has a different food truck every weekend come in and they have food. Some places have food in it. Um, there's a place mm-hmm. that me and Taylor go to in Birmingham called back 40 and they have a restaurant. And then, I mean, it's all in the same room. There's a restaurant and then the kegs they brew in and it's all in the same space and you can get food there and eat or you can just get beer or you can get it to go. I mean, so each brewery is different. I'm like Taylor. I haven't been to one that I just, I'm just like, I'm I'm not coming back here. <laughs> you know, it's all of them have been fun. Um, it's always a good place to hang out. I mean, um, mm-hmm. for my bachelor party, Birmingham has a lot of uh, breweries that are, within walking distance or a couple blocks apart and that's what we did we went to Birmingham and we just brewery hopped and went to a couple of different places
3: mm-hmm. and
2: uh we had a lot of fun i mean the crew was together we were just hanging out we met new people at the breweries and talking to different people and that's another thing when you go to these breweries you might meet a random person and you you bond over this craft beer Mm-hmm. And then you find out that they're a nerd too. They like the same stuff you like. They like the same movies or music and stuff. And you just right, it it's, it sparks conversation. So it's
0: okay, so it's like you guys mesh together well. That kind of feel.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you just you guys hang out and add each other on Facebook or Instagram and see what else goes from there. But I mean, it's always it's always a good time at the brewery especially if you go with a group of friends you know Mm -hmm. you guys just hang out drink a couple beers listen to music Mm -hmm. eat food whatever you want to do there or whatever they have available um because a lot of them they'll have like board games set up you can grab them and just play board games at the table with your friends while you're drinking a beer you know Mm -hmm. so (laughs) it's always a real cool chill vibe even at the Growler's houses, is like Sixtail and the one in Columbus called Multitude. Um, they're really cool and laid back. They'll have tables and rotating taps and stuff like that, that you can try. Oh, cool, Yeah. So, I mean, it's craft beer in itself is a whole environment at this point. You know, it's, right. it's one of those things that's up and coming and it's becoming more popular and these, you're going to see more of these, breweries and small batch places pop up all over the place
1: and like uh so like birmingham is northern alabama and like you said there's so many breweries within walking distance and then down here there's a brewery that's <laughs> 45, 45 minutes from my house and i think it's like another th- what 30 from your house
2: no you talking about folklore
1: i'm talking about folklore yeah
2: it's like probably 10 15 minutes from my house
1: because it's on the south distance. side of Dothan. Uh, um, that's right. right. right
2: at State Line, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that like that was the only one in this area for such a long time. And that was the only a place really to go, long not. time,
2: Yeah.
1: And it was it was a great place, but you know, if that's the only thing that's going when you when you want craft beer, you're like, uh, I'm kind of kind of over this right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so and like like you said, we got the new one here and it's like I said, five minutes from my house. It's in my town and I've become friends with the owner. I mean, we, we talk and stuff and he lets me know about stuff that's coming out and what's going on. And like yesterday Mm -hmm. I was going to go, um, but my daughter was sick. So we ended up not going, but, um, they had a craft beer and cheesecake pairing. You, you pay like $15 Mm -hmm. and you got a flight with, which is like four, four or five different beers that are about, four to five ounces and a cheesecake to go with each pair and i mean i love craft beer and i probably love cheesecake more than that so Mm -hmm. i really wanted to go like i said my daughter was sick so we didn't ended up not going i'm gonna have to tell them you gotta gotta do that again so i can go but uh Mm -hmm. they do stuff like that and and like taylor was saying that um six really into the community campbellton the town i live in is not big at all it has one red light it's the old farm town in the country Mm -hmm. and then they get this brewery i remember when they were opening up people were like they're opening a brewery in campbellton i was like no they're not (laughs) that doesn't make (laughs) sense and lo and behold here it is and they do a lot of stuff they're trying to get campbellton up and going and in the community Mm -hmm. they're working on opening a farmer's market for local farmers and stuff. And uh, the cheesecake and craft beer pairing, the donations went to the volunteer fire department here in Campbellton. So they're doing a lot of stuff for the community to kind of help Campbellton and build it up. And uh, I think that's really cool. So I support them in any way I can definitely buy beer from them. But uh, I mean, we, we've talked about them on the podcast and stuff and, they're really cool, so we I support them in any way, just to help the town, at least, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they do good stuff for the town and getting them on the map right. and stuff like that.
1: Like, they uh, they, they do a couple of tap takeovers up here at the uh, Craft Beer Growler House. And what's crazy, though, is um, usually the, the, the tap takeovers are done by the distributors here in this area, but when when it was this brewery in Campbellton, Southern Fields, like it was the actual brewers and owners that came up and were talking and whatnot, and uh, that was very, um, I thought that was pretty awesome because folklore. I don't remember folklore ever sending anybody up there. I mean, they could have. I could be wrong, but I've I i do not remember ever them being there. So
3: mm-hmm. it's
1: very it's very small town feel to it, which is great. But then like you get these big breweries like anheuser bush and stuff like that they're just pumping out this crap but i get it it's a business (laughs) so you know they they got the money they can play with but people are gonna buy it but it's just it is what it is but i like Mm -hmm. this other i like i like the small town feel like you know you got your niche you got you got your your brewery style you got your beers that Mm -hmm. set you apart and you know it's good to go from one to, to the other. Like what, what was the one we went to Avondale? Yeah. In Birmingham. That was in an old firehouse, which was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And it was right and across they, the street from, uh, like an adult arcade. that had, they had consoles dating back all the way to Atari hmm. that you could just get on and play. And nice. they had a bar and coffee stand in there that you could play. It was pretty cool. Birmingham is a really cool little town. If you've never been, um, like you said, a lot of breweries. There's a lot of stuff to do. They're up mm-hmm. and coming on their downtown, which a lot of places are now. I've noticed that um, when we were in Columbus, they're building up their downtown. A lot of these older towns that you that you hear about or have seen are trying to build up their downtowns and have a cool little vibe to them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely check that place out. You know, well. Uh, when i head over there i'll probably hit you guys up or something and then we yeah. can hang out yeah,
2: yeah man, if
1: absolutely if, you ever,
2: like, if you're within an hour we can definitely get together and make something happen man
0: i'm, I'm probably not an hour from you guys i'm from california so
1: yeah, <laughs> there's breweries out there like we, oh, we yeah, can yeah we can come out there if we, you know. Yeah,
2: we ever make a trip out there. I got family in California. I was, um, like, my mom's whole side of the family is in California. I was born oh, cool. in California. Um, Lived in Corona until I was, like, seven. Um, oh, nice. my uncle!
0: I'm currently living in Corona.
2: <laughs> oh, really? That's crazy. Small world. Yeah. My grandma lives <laughs> in the desert out there. My uncle lives in Glendora. So, um, oh, cool. I don't. I think she lives in um, my grandma lives. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I know my mom's told me <laughs> the name of it, but I don't remember. I know it's the desert, but um, my uncle's in Glendora. I haven't been out there recently. I need to go, but um, babies mm-hmm. make things harder. So, <laughs> oh yeah, um,
0: definitely.
2: But yeah, I love, I love California, man. Um, we, we, We moved here like when I was. We moved to Florida when I was like seven, because that's where my dad's from. And Mm -hmm. uh, we came out here, and I've been here ever since. But I love to go to California, visit family, hang out. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's a totally different pace out there, you know, than it is in the area of Florida that I'm at. I mean, you go to Southern Cal or Southern Florida, you're gonna have kind of the same thing as Southern California, maybe not as big northern florida is like northern california where it's more rural and not Mm -hmm. as many big cities there's a couple up here Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't even call them big cities i just call them cities um Mm -hmm. nothing like nothing like san francisco or anything like up here i think the the closest you'll have to san francisco and northern florida is probably jacksonville which probably Mm -hmm. isn't anywhere near san francisco size but like most of Northern California knows wine country and rural and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. That's how Northern Florida is, except for the few cities that you have like Panama city and Pensacola and Tallahassee and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, Northern Florida and most of Alabama, probably I could be wrong. I haven't ventured into Alabama much, but it's, it's a lot of rural areas and small towns and stuff like that. Mm
3: Mm-hmm
2: but I like the change of pace when I go to California.
1: It's very slow. Like very, uh, everyone doesn't, uh, I call it not having, um, like the priority to get things done. It's just like very laid back. Very, you have a lot
2: of old people that want to keep it the same way.
1: So it doesn't change. Another reason why. (laughs) Yeah. Which is another (laughs) reason why like the craft beer, um, scene kind of, lags behind the rest of the state is this area has got a lot of older people that are just like, no, we don't need anything new or very stuck in their ways when it comes to, um, you know, they're, they're in the 1930s still, they're still like old
0: school, right? Yeah. Super
1: old school. And it's just like, this isn't for you. If you want to, you know, uh, enjoy it, then yeah, sure. It's for you. But if not, then, you know, move on. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just frustrating sometimes because it's just like you realize that people are leaving the area and taking their money with them. And then you're mm-hmm. just watching it happen. So, but they, they are trying to open another brewery, actually their own brewery here in Enterprise, Alabama soon called Forge and Farm. I hope I got that name right. And um, it's taking a little while, but it's getting there. Um, I know it's very close to opening. And they're supposed to, it's not just a brewery, but it's supposed to be like a very, like an entertainment style district It's like more than four or five buildings together that it's, it's a brewery, it's a tap room, it's a hangout spot, it's a lounge, it's all this stuff put together, which should be great because of the military, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how successful it is. I really hope it is because I, I'm determined to go check it out when it opens.
2: Yeah, I mean that that's a very small part of I'm not going to say very small. It is a part of our podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've we've got four episodes up now. We're on pretty much any streaming platform that you can think of. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um I'm not sure about SoundCloud. I have to check that and see if it's actually working there. Um yeah. but we're on Spotify. I think most of our cool. people probably listen to us on Spotify, but we got four episodes and each one we talk about different things. We've The first one we, we talked mainly about Mortal Kombat because I had just watched it um, and we just went down a tangent from Mortal Kombat to HBO Max to DC and Marvel, just different things. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is where we talked about being a nerd and that came about and that went to a couple different things. The third one mm-hmm. was about consoles. Taylor's a big Xbox guy. I'm a big PlayStation guy. Um, but we both, but PC.
1: We, yeah. we both hate PC.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. We don't hate PC. But we do admit that PC will always be top tier compared Forever to... Superior. PlayStation and Xbox because of the fact that you can upgrade and do different things like that, which I'm hoping to break back into the PC game. I used to have a PC that I built a PC, but it was probably like 10 years ago, so it is very dated at this point. And uh, I'm going to try and maybe have it back up to snuff by the end of the year, maybe not the end of the year, sometime in the next year. Before... before it's gonna couple, be tough oh yeah i know I, I mean i'm pretty much gonna just have to rebuild the whole thing i'm just gonna keep yeah. the case <laughs> but um <laughs> um and then this past week we really dove into dc or marvel uh we were saying dc versus marvel but it kind of just went on dc or marvel and uh what we, like, found we more about- talked
1: about we, we're more talked about I'm sorry uh, we talked about like DC and what they could do to be better because like Marvel everyone knows Marvel's already got like the right path to success mm-hmm. like they don't really have to do anything more to improve probably fix their video games because that <laughs> I should have said that I should have said this on our episode I didn't think about it until I read about the uh, Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game released today and I was just like that that Marvel's Marvel Avengers game was absolute trash it was so bad and even Javon was trying to tell me like just push through it just push through it I'm like I can't I I can't I can't do it it's just that bad
2: and I mean I don't know people I was I saw the thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy today and people are like since the updates it's better not great but better and I mean (laughs) I want to try it again, but I'm just like, man, I I don't know. I can't. I I did. I played the whole story, and I even got into the multiplayer after, but it was so repetitive, and I just – I don't know if I can get back into it. But, yeah, I mean, eventually I'm going to be in the PC game, and like you said, we talked about about DC a lot, and that's Mm -hmm. pretty much because – Marvel, like you said, they they got the formula right now. They they're doing great with the MCU. Right, the DC movies are struggling hard, um, and uh, so Marvel's just winning all around right now. And um, I believe, uh, let me let me look at something real quick. I think our next episode coming out this week is going to be. We kind of just did a, a mashup. We, we, we made a team. One DC character, one Marvel character,
3: mm-hmm.
2: a video game character, and an anime character. And we kind of mm-hmm. just uh, played around. We talked about each category as it went down. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's what's coming up this week for us. Uh, it was fun. I mean, it was... It wasn't our longest one Uh, or it was, we didn't, we didn't think that we would be able to talk about that subject matter for a good (laughs) 30 to 45 minutes, but we, we knocked it out. It was, it's probably about 40 minutes or a little longer than that. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's what we got coming up this week. And, uh, we do a different craft beer every episode. um, we usually just split one and try it and talk about that for the first five to 10 minutes. And, Mm -hmm. um, then we go into whatever we want to talk about for the next, Mm -hmm. however long we feel it just wraps up. (laughs)
1: Like that's the great thing about it is there's such an unlimited amount of content we can speak on. Right. So like even with the beers, um, Uh, It's just unlimited amount whatever we can get our hands on we're trying to get people from all over the country to send us beers so we can try but like pop culture we can hit on literally everything and that's great i love that about our podcast right
0: so um on the topic of craft beers what are your thoughts on like sweet tasting beer i know there's like chocolate flavored
1: ones so i i like the chocolate uh style like dark beers
3: mm-hmm.
1: um i like the ones that are my, like some of my favorite ones are peanut butter s- style like peanut butter chocolate style mm-hmm. uh, dark stouts and javon's kind of like uh eh, i'll
2: try them i don't know how i feel about I, them but I'll, I'll i like them i mean i went through a phase where that's mainly what i drove drunk but um. Mm-hmm. The stouts for me, a lot of them, it's hard to make a stout taste like a different, taste super different. And mm-hmm. when it comes to me and the craft beer, I like—I'm not going to say the sweeter ones, because um, you have a lot that are, have chocolate or they have some kind of fruit in them. Um, but I like—I like the ones, I guess you would say, more fruity. Not in the aspect mm-hmm. of I like. Wine coolers or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. I like I like to be able to taste different things. I like the variety that you can get with what they call sours or um, Mm -hmm. fruited fruited ales and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't.
1: I like. I wouldn't say like overly sweet. Not so much. Like it's got to be the right amount.
2: Yeah, I'm the same. Like overly sweet is just a little bit too much it's just got to be the right amount of and even with the sours too sour i can't get into it has to be just that right amount of sour i don't want to be like drinking so, a warhead so,
0: right so just like I like, we, we realize that everyone's sour sour taste buds are different taste, so right?
1: and that's that's another thing that's good like our taste buds are almost similar but we've we differ where it's important when it comes mm-hmm. to like doing our beer reviews
0: that's, that's good.
1: But like, I, I'm i not big on sours. It's just got to be very like, I call it vanilla sour. Very like,
3: I, I <laughs> can't do it. Fruit, I, I didn't no like sour. sour
1: <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. The the I didn't like sour candy as a kid. So I'm not big on sours now. And then overly sweet just kind of makes me ill so just it's just a lot of trial and error trying to find that that good beer that i'm like yes this is it this is what i've always wanted in life
2: (laughs) yeah i'm the same i just gotta kind of find that niche uh overly sour or i mean, overly sweet would probably i'm not real big on super super sweet beer Mm -hmm. because i probably will end up sick after that but just from all the sugar and uh i'm i'm i like sweet but not too sweet i like sour but not too sour i like it to be clean um my Mm -hmm. big thing with craft beer is like when you say it has something in it i kind of want to be able to taste it if you say it has marshmallow i want to taste the marshmallow if you say it has Chocolate or coffee, I kind of want to taste that. If you say it has papaya and mango, I want to taste that. Uh, I mm-hmm. like the different flavor profiles. I like to be able to say, yeah, I can taste the blueberry coming off of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like blueberry, that's that's the weight of my heart is through blueberry. You can ask Javon, (laughs) like, I'm like, if it's got blueberry, give me it. Like, Oh, it's a sour. I'll try it anyways. Like I want to, I want to like it so much because it's a blueberry and like, I think you still have that blueberry beer for me, but
2: I gave it to Josh. Like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) but we can go down more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'll fight him for it. I just want that one just because he has it. (laughs) <laughs> but that's that's uh, a it's pretty much why we we got into what we did is just because we have such a passion for both of these subjects that it was it just made sense to to come together and make this podcast and then just be that little man you know from mm-hmm. the middle of uh, middle of America doing this and not just a, a brand name person who's been on TV and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'm sure there's other podcasts that are just like this, but you know, I hope that we're going to keep doing this the way we're going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm.
2: And, I mean, and I, I think I'm, we, I'm all for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. the only, the only way now is just up. All
0: right.
2: Yeah. I agree. It's we're I feel like we got a little bit of niche with the craft beer and pulp culture and, just going the way that we go and doing what we do talking about what we like and eventually we'll have guests and it'll probably be friends or people that we know in a field to mm-hmm. just carry on our banter with us and right. hang out
3: Mhm.
0: Yeah, that's awesome yeah I'm looking forward to your upcoming episode you said this this week week right
2: so did you you said you watched the new loki right?
1: yeah, I watched it what' would you think i uh, I can't wait for like I can't wait for this series to everyone thinks it's going to be Kang, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm down for Kang. You know, new villain, it's not Thanos. The thing that got me, though, and I've been seeing memes about it, is the, the part where they're showing parts from, um, I think it's, uh, was it Endgame? No, it wasn't Endgame.
2: One of the Avengers. Oh, you're talking Five, about uh, Thor Dark World? Where he's like, no,
1: nobody, nor the ability to hold the power of two, um, stones and then they're like yeah these are just paperweights
2: oh yeah like damn i told you son
1: how do you you not know what a fish is by the way
2: (laughs) well he's been in the time the time variance authority he's never probably seen a fish
1: (laughs) do you think do you think kang has already like like have you do you think kang has already um killed the the timekeepers
2: I haven't seen anything about it being Kang but I could see that I don't know about killed the timekeepers but I could see it being Kang with the whole time travel thing because you know Kang's from the future so yeah
1: so I read uh, something today or yesterday it was saying that uh tinfoil hat time but Basically, Kang has killed the, the uh, timekeepers and the reason why he's sending all these timekeepers out to, you know, stop all this time shit is because he's trying to prune the branches before somebody figures out that he's in control of time.
2: Yeah. Uh... And it's already
1: confirmed that in, in Ant-Man that he's going to show up there. Pretty much confirmed. Really? Well, uh, they haven't blatantly said it, but like if you look at the comics, like what they're drawing the the uh, content for for the next Ant Man movie, yeah, Kang's in it because Ant Man gets stuck in the quantum realm, and that's where Kang is. Like, well, I wouldn't say that's where he's at, but that's where he's Ant Man meets him is in the quantum realm.
2: Really? Uh,
1: I mean, he's stuck I, there.
2: I know who Kang is, but I haven't. Read much of like the comics with him in it and stuff like that, so I can't he's say probably why worse. Nothing. It's probably
1: uh, just as worse as Thanos. A, what? Uh, what?
2: didn't he pretend to be somebody for a long time?
1: He did, and I can't remember who it is now.
2: I can't remember who it is either, but he he pretended to be. Oh, wasn't he, or don't you find out that he's like. He pretended to be Tony Stark's son or something like that. I don't remember who he pretended to be. But he pretended to know. be somebody for a long time. Watched, and they found out that he was Kang.
1: Uh, no, I, I got to look into
2: that. But have you watched the Modoc on uh, Hulu? I watched like the first two episodes.
1: <laughs> I liked it.
2: I, I like haven't Pat watched, Oswald I like Patton Oswalt. When I was a kid, I didn't like Robot Chicken, but I've I've grown as I grew older. I liked Robot Chicken, so oh yeah, I, I like it. Um,
1: and it's more; it's not as rough as like Robot Chicken, but that's what they're known for—is that roughness of the mm-hmm. stop stop animation. But yeah, it's a lot better than Robot Chicken. I'll give it that.
2: But yeah, I mean, I just. I like it. What I've watched, I like so far. But I'm watching so many things. Have you watched Jujitsu yet? Any of it?
1: I started an episode.
2: <laughs>
1: I promise.
2: <laughs> but yeah, you go ahead and get uh, Isabella on there so she can be Gojo's girl. <laughs> I'll I'll get it. I'll get her on that. It's good. Uh yeah, I mean there's a couple different things you need to probably catch up on anime wise before we do like an anime episode.
1: If anything, like I'll uh I'll definitely um do my research on it beforehand. <laughs> but I can't I can't promise I'll get
2: into everything. It's, I mean, there's not that many. I mean, probably next time we record, we'll have to do do some. You have to do some research. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah um,
1: oh, you know what we need to talk about is the um, E3 was going on. Xbox just did their showcase
2: today. I haven't even watched any of it. I need to watch some of it. I've been seeing like the announcements and stuff like that. But um, yeah. Oh, he's so, back. is he back? Is he back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's back. Yeah. Edit that out. <laughs> 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 so get back in there.
1: Well, we're still here. Good thing. So.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Um. But yeah, I've been watching like the E3. I've been well, I have not been watching it. I've been seeing like the different announcements and stuff like that, that they've been talking about that are coming. And uh, I don't know. To, but I've been I've been seeing different stuff about it, like the different things coming. Like Godfall, which was a PS5 exclusive, is going to PS4 now. Because apparently it was probably so bad that nobody wanted it on PS5. They're hoping people on PS4 will play it. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen some different things.
1: In the meantime, I'm gonna go ahead and play some Forza Horizon 4 before the the fifth one comes out. I think in November.
0: So, what do you think of uh, uh, Forza Four?
1: Oh, I love it! I love the so. I was very. I so. so I'm, I don't like. I like open world to an extent. Um, so I was kind of like real hesitant about f- Forza period being being open world but um the more i play it the more i'm like this is pretty awesome and i'm looking forward to five because i think what it looked like was set in mexico and then this one's the uk but it's um i think it's giving gran turismo a run for its money and i don't know what's it is but at the same time like i i don't know what gran turismo is doing and in their camp but it's I don't know, it's been a while since Gran Turismo put out like a, a decent game in my opinion. So
2: I mean that is that is Xbox Gran Turismo. That's another reason I want to get back in the PC game cuz I don't I don't want to buy an Xbox and everything this Xbox exclusive is going to be on PC. So I feel like I can just kill two birds with one stone and play like PC exclusives and Xbox exclusives on a PC. <laughs>
1: like eventually i'll get on to pc but I, uh, I don't know i i like console i like how i don't have to upgrade my graphics card like yeah i'll buy a new console when it comes out but even with this i waited a while before i bought the new xbox one and you know it's i don't know
2: I mean, I got a, I got a PS5 day one, I got a PS4 day one. I'm, I'm, I'm PlayStation through and through. Like, I, I started on Sega Genesis, and then I went to PlayStation One, and I've been PlayStation ever since. I, me and Taylor talked on it about our, on our console episode. Like PlayStation to me, they have the games through and through. Like Xbox. If you ask anybody what's their favorite Xbox game, nine out of ten people will probably say Halo. Or they're gonna say Halo, Call of Duty, or Gears of War. That's primarily like they don't have any Xbox exclusives that are that are worth it. And PlayStation to me, they put out those exclusives to be able to to play. Like they they have those exclusives and in my opinion, that's why I'm PlayStation because I I play multiplayer, but I'm I'm more of a solo player. And PlayStation has those exclusives and those solo games that that are better developed story wise. I mean, essentially graphic wise, they're going to be the same across the board. But at this point, but story wise and music and everything else, PlayStation is the one that that leads in that department to me. So that's why I want a PC, just for so I can have Steam back and get games really cheap and to play Xbox exclusive games that I'm not I don't want to pay for a Xbox Series X.
1: Well like the new Xbox is basically a mini PC with like the teraflops of graphics processing. Um, but, I, you know, I don't hate on PCs. I just... I, I don't know. I, I don't... just not interested in it. I think I, I have a better time with console, um, gaming-wise. And then Xbox is more entertainment-driven than PlayStation. And I've always said that. Like, I, I won't hide that fact that PlayStation is purely for the gamer, whereas Xbox is you know it has its gaming focus there too but it has all kinds of entertainment purpose as well and i used to i grew up with the xbox or not i'm sorry not the xbox i grew up with the playstation and then bought a xbox 360 because my favorite game series in the entire world is the ace combat swap from playstation to 360 and that's when i i leapt on to the um to the xbox uh series and then you know i bought it playstation 4 went back to playstation and then all my friends that i played with um slowly disappeared off playstation so eventually it was just me and i'm like well you know this is fun to an extent but you know i want to have some some friends to play with and finally i was convinced to buy an xbox so that's why where i'm at now is i'll i'll stick the xbox because i know more people on xbox and i'll buy a playstation eventually but it's not not a priority
0: You see, you're never truly happy with uh, what you have. There's always things to upgrade. There's always things to buy. There's always
3: new things coming out. Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Exactly, like. Oh, yeah, and the new stuff, like, I was talking to a buddy the other day, and, I mean, like I said, it's been almost 10 years since I built my PC, if not 10 years, and at that time, the place you went to buy PC parts was Newegg, which, I mean, is still primarily Newegg, but with eSports coming to the forefront and stuff like that, now I went into Best Buy for the first time, and I don't know how many, probably like a year, and they're selling PC parts in the store now. Like you can get cases and RAM and motherboards and everything in store. That even Best Buy being an electronic store that it was, you couldn't do that 10 years ago. Probably couldn't do it five years ago. I don't know. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've been at Best Buy, but even, even GameStop now is selling PC parts in store and online. So PC is definitely becoming more popular. Like I said, probably due to esports and stuff like that. But then when the new stuff comes out, I mean, I've priced some stuff looking at it. I mean, just for a decent motherboard, gaming motherboard, you're you're pushing at least $200 close to it and then a good processor alone is probably anywhere from two to three hundred dollars. So you've already got your money in a console just in a motherboard and processor. That's not included in the graphics card that's gonna cost you anywhere from three to five hundred dollars if you want the top of the line, best of the best. So I mean you're right, as far as PC goes, is always gonna be newer and better, and that's why PC is always gonna be superior to consoles, because once you buy that PlayStation or that Xbox or Switch whatever's out at the time, you're locked into that for anywhere from five to ten years. So PCs are steadily evolving while consoles are just stuck in limbo for five years, at least.
1: Well, even with the PS5 and the Xbox One Series, the Series X or whatever, that's a pretty big leap for consoles already, but yeah, I mean the, the interchangeability of the parts in your PC, you know, yeah, you could pay 2,500 for a new graphics card or you can pay, you know, in five years pay for, you know, a new console. And to me, ultimately I like the I like interchangeability, but paying 2,500 for like a top tier, um, Graphics card just it doesn't the math doesn't sit well with me.
2: <laughs> and that's the thing, like you you pay for that graphic card and It'll last you probably four years, but by the time you get to the end of its life it's it's not gonna be worth a dang you know it you ain't gonna be able to keep up with it you'll you might be able to run today's game at high graphics top of the line max it out and stuff like that, but give it two years three years. my math could be off on that, but you you won't be running anything high high end top of the line maxed out graphics and stuff like that. You know that's that's just but that's the PC game. It evolves so fast. I mean new technologies come out so fast that that's the way it goes. When you get into the PC. I'm fine with playing at medium graphics as long as I can get my four K and medium graphics. <laughs> I'll get me a mid-tier mid graphics card for right now.
1: Like, I think what will make your console like, better is a good gaming monitor or like a TV that can keep up with it. And I think that's what would make your gaming experience a lot better. If you're not going to go, you know, for that PC-level experience, which is, you know, expensive to me. So, you know, it's just... It's just all about where you feel like pinching your pocket. For me, a PC, maybe like a a low-tier PC, but then, again, like, I would still have to shell out for a graphics card eventually. And and they're not cheap. That's the thing. So I'll I'll stick with my consoles right now. And it's just... I think it's the, I don't have time, you know, for PC, for the amount of gaming that you would have to correlate between gaming and the time that you have. It just, it doesn't, I don't have that time. So, I mean, console, I can fire it up. I can play a game and then, you know, it's there. I don't have to worry about, oh, well, my graphics card went out or this one out and, or my coolant is gone. You know, I can just turn it on and it's there and it works and it's, it's, you know, reliable.
2: And that's kind of where I'm at on console. Like I have a 11 month old about to be a year and I can squeeze in. I can be like, Oh, she's taking a nap. Let me just pick this controller up real fast. I'm gonna play a little bit. When she wakes up, I can turn it off. I feel like when you get into the PC game, you got to get in there, get on your computer, get it all set up. And, it's a little more time consuming than just turning on a console, getting a little 30 minutes in here and then you're done, you know?
1: Yeah. Like if you don't, if you're going to shell out $1,500 plus for a PC, you should have the the time to sit down and dedicate hours upon hours. You know, you got to make it worth your money. And if you don't, then just, I don't think it's worth worth your time. And then I've, I've got a couple of buddies that are super big on PC and I'm like, that's cool. You know, I'm not going to hate you for it, but you know, don't, don't try to crap on my parade because I'm still sticking a console. You know, don't, don't be that guy or girl that just, you know, insults consoles because, Oh, I have a PC. now, like, no, it, sh- it should never be like that. It's just whatever I choose, you know, our, we come from different walks of life. So if I choose to be on console because of what I got going on, then so be it. So, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I will, I respect the PC, but some of the PC gamers are just like very rude is the light term to put it when it comes to. Uh, absolutely. And I, I'm cool. Like I, I can, I can respect PC, but if you're going to take it to that point, then, you know, you need to find a better, better, uh, way of life. So, but like one of the big things too is like call of duty with their, their, uh, battle Royale Warzone. And it's PC players are hundred percent crapping all over, um, console players just because that's just I mean you know their graphics are a lot faster than um, like the consoles I mean you can do better with a good gaming monitor when it comes to you know Call of Duty Warzone but for some reason it's just that game is just dominated by PC players and because it's cross, cross play it's just it's unenjoyable because of that so I'll let the PC players keep their, their warzone and all their cheating and modding like that too. Like PC players can mod out their stuff and then make the game unenjoyable because they're just going to cheat. So that's, that's another sore spot is like, why cheat? What's the point of cheating when it comes to a game? Appreciate you. Yeah. uh, uh, If you want to look us up on Instagram, it's uh, the Brew Nerds. Um, I think Javon has the Facebook.
0: Taylor Joven, thank you for coming on in the Dark's podcast. I had a lot of fun. It was totally a blast uh, hanging out and talking with you guys about different topics. Uh, hopefully, we could do this again soon. Maybe, maybe I can jump on to your podcast, possibly.
1: Totally appreciate being here. Like this is super awesome that we're we're six episodes in and somebody wants to you know have us on their podcast to talk about um, you know what we do and what we're passionate about yeah
2: to introduce us and yeah and we we value it we thank you a lot and um we'll definitely get you on ours and we can talk about different stuff on ours too once we get flowing a little bit better
1: yeah 100 percent. we would love to have you
2: all right well appreciate it and we'll talk to you next time